0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Talking all things gambling, but um spinning it in a certain way to make it, of course, more entertaining for those who maybe don't gamble, and that's okay. Um we've got a great show lined up for you. I've I booked some really good guests. Cynthia Freeland is gonna be joining us at 9.30 with her picks and her plays. We always like to talk fantasy with her as well getting you ready for week five of your fantasy football matchups. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, uh, will join us on the show as well with his picks and his plays heading into week five. And I booked Jeff Legwald for the show. You're like, who's Jeff Legwald, Anita? Well, Jeff is uh, a gentleman who does a phenomenal job covering the Denver Broncos and has for quite a while. And so I thought it'd be great to get him on. Let's get a look-see behind the curtain. All the things uh, that we will dive into pertaining to the Denver Broncos as they sit there and wait for the Jets to come to town. So um, both the Jets and the Giants on the road this week, the Giants, <clears throat> of course, as we know, heading to Miami, the Jets had heading, heading to Denver, both with, I, I find this interesting, right? And, and so the Giants playing at one o'clock, the Jets playing at four o'clock, which is great. I've said this over and over again. I can't stand when they both play at the same time, right? Because, um, for me, you know, based on on you know what I do for a living, um, you know, I have to watch both, and and of course I want to watch both, right? I I've been here for almost 15 years, and um, I, I guess it, it, call me a pseudo fan of both teams, albeit I know that a lot of Jets fans out there think that I hate the Jets, and I really don't. Um, I'm actually picking them to win this week. I know. I know. (laughs) Shocking. Um, But uh, I I love that we get the Giants at one, the Jets at four. Uh, They're both on the road, but both having to deal with some uh, interesting uh, travel location elements. So the Giants in Miami having to take on a Miami Dolphins team that, uh, of course, got their butts handed to them by the Buffalo Bills, but don't underestimate just how good this, this Dolphins team is and just how fast they are offensively. Um, they will be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the Giants and, and, and what defense with Martindale is going to try to tee up, to try to, can't stop them. All you can do is try to slow them down. But right now, weather conditions in Miami I spoke to mama Mimi, my mom earlier today, uh, 88 degrees is what it says, but with the humidity and the fact that it's a one o'clock game, it's going to feel like it's 95 to hundred degrees. And we haven't felt those temperatures in quite a while. And so that's, that's, a, that's another, uh, element that benefits the Miami Dolphins, Meanwhile, for the Jets, on the road, going to Denver and talking about Mile High. And that is a thing. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the oxygen that your body, you know, tries to, you know, ingest and, and be able to, to feed to your blood cells uh, to help you perform better. It's, it's tough when, when, you're, <laughs> when you're up there that high. Mile high. It's called mile high for a reason. So both the Giants and the Jets having to deal with some elements uh, that they are not used to. One being the heat and the humidity, the other one being the altitude. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm going to do a deeper dive into both these matchups. I'm going to ask Cynthia Freeland as well as Fat Jack about these matchups. What side of the coin are they on? What am I on? Again, we've got Jeff Legwald who covers the Denver Broncos. Uh, interesting to get him on because a, a lot of a, a lot of hype and drama surrounding the Jets Denver Broncos game. As we know, are you calling it the Sean Payton Bowl? Or are you calling it the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl? Uh, whatever the case, you know the, the comments that Sean Payton said about N- Nathaniel Hackett—the negative comments publicly—they um, th- were they were pretty damning. Um, I would say, and, of course, Aaron Rodgers was upset. Don't talk about my offensive coordinator that way. And so, you know, are the Jets going into Denver, playing with a little bit more fire because of the comments that Sean Payton said? Absolutely. How could they not? On top of the fact that they're coming off of a game, a loss against Kansas City, which they feel and many people feel they should have won if it wasn't for a bogus call. Whether it was holding, pass interference, whatever the case may be, pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad state of affairs. Uh, On top of that, compounded the best game I've ever seen Zach Wilson play, especially the second half, him coming out. At one point in time, if you watched the Jets game and you were listening to the commentators, Chris Collinsworth said, wait a minute, is this Zach Wilson or is this... Aaron Rodgers dressed up as Zach Wilson. Who is this? Who is this mass quarterback out there? That's how great, um, and of course he was joking, but that's how, how really impressive Zach Wilson was, especially the second half against Kansas City. So, And you could see the team rallying around him. Unfortunately, he had the fumble, which led to the loss on top, compounded by the bad call, yada, 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 how it all unfolded. It wasn't great. But you did see on the sideline the team rallying around him. You know, you, you, if, if you can read lips, I tried to. I'm not always great at it. But Zach Wilson saying, it's my fault. This loss is on me. It's my fault because I fumbled the ball. And the team coming, rallying around him saying, no, Zach, it's not your fault. And, and you saw the, the, the fire, the intensity, the excitement that the Jets defense was playing with because of how well Zach Wilson was playing. So I'm expecting a lot of that to be the same uh, this week in Denver. So needless to say, I think I've already exposed what side of the coin I am on here. I like the Jets. I like the Jets getting two and a half. I'm even going to play the Jets on the money line. Uh, And I haven't even gotten into uh, just how bad this Denver defense is. I will do that as well. And of course we've got Jeff Legwald, who's going to be joining us on the program. So we'll do a deep dive into the Giants, the Jets matchups, some other NFL plays of course, we've got Major League Baseball kicking off. Um, so we are we are in the postseason. Unfortunately, the Yankees and the Mets are not. So starting tomorrow at 1 o'clock, you've got the Rangers and the Orioles, the Twins and the Astros, the Phillies and the Braves, the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. So all four games are going to be played. So from 1 o'clock all the way through 11 p.m. tomorrow, you've got four Major League Baseball games in the postseason. So that's exciting. I do have some futures plays Uh, what am I playing in regard to who I think is going to win these series, possibly win the world series. Uh, I'll have those for you as well in the next two hours. So we'll dive into that some college football, which by the way, let's get you up to speed on some scores right now. So we've got two good games going on Oklahoma state up on Kansas state, 20 to seven. If you watched me on daily wager earlier this evening, hopefully you did shameless plug, not so shameless on Monday, actually we have Wednesday and Thursdays off right now for football season. So um, our, our work week really is Thursday through Monday. Um, so I was on earlier this evening. My best bet, Oklahoma State getting 11 and a half against Kansas State. This is, get this, marinating this for a minute. This is the first Friday night home game for Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, since 1956. Marinating that for a minute. And it's a blackout game. What does that mean? Everybody, all the OSU fans are supposed to come wearing black. So it's the blackout game of the season. So a lot of hype, a lot of excitement. And of course, why not? Again, the first Friday night game since 1956 for Oklahoma state. And they're coming off of a bye, So they've had two weeks to prepare for Kansas state. Uh, Their quarterback Bowman. This is his sixth year in college. This is his third team. He was recruited by Texas Tech, transferred to Michigan, and then did the, uh, the portal to Oklahoma State. So very seasoned quarterback here for Oklahoma State. Meanwhile, Kansas State, their pass defense is not good. And Oklahoma State, ninth highest passing rate in college football. So um, I just felt all the stars aligned properly for Oklahoma State. And, and for me to get them at 11.5, I was like, I'm all over that. And right now they're winning 20-7 to at the half. So I'm feeling really, really good about that bet. I've got some more bets coming your way. We've got the Red River Rivalry that's going to be taking place this weekend. Uh, I've got to play there. Uh, Missouri going up against LSU. You know me. I love UNC and my guy, uh, Drake, Drake May. So I've got to play there as well. So some college football plays for you coming your way. Some futures bets when it comes to Major League Baseball. A lot of time we're going to spend in the next two hours talking about the Giants and the Jets, all things NFL as well. And we'll take your calls, 800 919 You want to jump on, now's the time to do so. Joe, I see you. You will be first up. When we get back, I'll give you what side I am on for each, the Giants and the Jets games, and all the reasons why. Uh, next, you're listening to we Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to
0: Anita Marks on 98.7
1: ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
0: Must be twenty one plus and present in president select states. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. Terms and conditions apply, see app for details.
1: Um I I need to see some more consistency, but um but it, it a microcosm, whatever you wanna call it, um I, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed uh with, with what I saw. Especially that, that drive uh when um when the Jets came out in the second half against Kansas City, man, uh, Zach was making all the throws. They were just really accurate, a lot of velocity, really smart. um, uh, Just understanding, like just pinpoint placement, back shoulder throws. uh, Just was really, really, really impressive. So, all right. So here, I, I'm. I am on the Jets this week. I, I I do love the fact that they're getting points on the road. I think a big reason why they're getting points on the road is, um, is, and, and a few things. Number one, they should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. Number one, uh, unfortunately, they did not, and for all the reasons I just talked about. Uh, and the Denver Broncos should have lost against the Buffalo, the, the Buffalo, the Buffalo Bears, uh, the the uh, the Chicago Bears. Um if it wasn't for defense and special teams and turnovers and whatnot, the Bears should have won that game and the Jets should have won. So I think this line would be totally different if the outcomes uh, would have been different and, in my opinion, should have been different. But nonetheless, it works out because now you're getting the Jets at plus 2.5. And And if you want to buy it up to plus 3, not going to be bad at you. I I get it. I get all the reasons why. I actually like the Jets on the money line. I think the Jets win outright for a number of reasons. Again, number one, uh, it's the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl after Sean Payton's comments. I think this team is going to play really hard for him. I think this team is going to play really hard for Zach Wilson, especially since he showed some promise. And if he can continue to play at that level, I think it will only feed into the defense and, um, and, you know, listen, when a defense believes that they have a quarterback that can win the football game, help them win a football game, uh, then that's half the battle. On top of the fact that you have a, you have a, you have a, a quarterback who's able to, to throw the football and, uh, and move the chains, now that's an offense that's eating up time of possession and your defense is actually getting a breather. And that's half the battle. Also, I think this is a Jets team that's very upset in in regards to the way that the Kansas City Chiefs game was called and and, and feels that they they got absolutely screwed. So for all those reasons, I just think the mindset of this Jets team coming and going up to Denver I think is going to be really interesting. Denver's defense is so bad. They actually made Justin Fields look like a Hall of Famer. So did Washington last night. There's no denying that. But this is a Denver defense, they they allow over eight yards per passing play, which is the worst in the NFL. Offenses have reached or scored on 55% of their offensive possessions. They've allowed seven touchdowns outside of the red zone, and 87% of their drives against them have scored against their defense. Meanwhile, for the Jets and their defense, only 31%. So offensive drives against the Jets' defense has only scored 31% of the time, where in Denver, it's 87%. So all those reasons plus, I do like the Jets. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Joe in New Jersey. Joe, welcome in. You're up. Anita? Hi.
0: Hey, how are you? I'm in uh, New York, by the way. She must not have heard me. Joe, it's Joe from New York. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this evening.
0: Always a pleasure to talk to you. One of the best out there. Um, so I was gonna, just going to ask about starting Zach. Uh, I was going to pick him up on a free agent wire. I have Carr as my third quarterback, and you know he hasn't been doing well, and he's banged up. And so there's uh, there's Tannehill and Zach out there. What are your? Thoughts?
1: I like, I I like Tannehill a lot this week. Oh, um, yeah, yeah I, listen, I I like Zach as well. I just, I I just feel like we've gotten more consistency and Joe, thanks for the phone know. call. Thank you for, thank you for the nice, the nice words. Um, we've just gotten a lot more consistency from, from Ryan Tannehill. Um, and the Colts secondary is just bad. There's, they're, they're, they're going to be starting two rookies in as corners. So I, I like Ryan Tannehill and Deandre Hopkins a lot this week. Just FYI. Colts good against the run, horrible against the pass. You want to beat the Colts, you got to pass the ball. But if if you want to if you want to roll with Zach Wilson, Denver's defense is bad. I just feel that you're going to get a lot more consistency with Ryan Tannehill, okay? Let's go to David in Manhattan. David, welcome in.
2: Okay, hey, thanks for taking my call. So, I just want to talk about the Giants. I'm a big Giants fan. and I just feel like this fan base I mean after the first quarter of the first game they were giving up and the problem is, is that it's just such a losing mindset and the team feels it and and it's just it's terrible. I mean the Giants lost to two of the better teams in the league and um they beat the they beat Arizona. Obviously last game was bad, but they shouldn't be counting out of this game versus Miami and um another thing like I'm I'm a big believer in Daniel Jones and people always say oh he only threw 15 touchdowns last year. Well, he ran for seven. I mean, that's part of the game, too. So people, instead of saying 15 touchdowns, it was 22 touchdowns. Also, he was one of the final eight quarterbacks playing in the league last year. He made the second round of the playoffs. All right, so that that counts for something. So I believe in this guy. Um, I know a lot of fans do. A lot of fans don't. But there's a good amount of us, and uh, I believe he will take us to the promised land. Thank you.
1: Yeah, David, thanks for the phone call. Um, Hate to burst your bubble, but... I'm not I'm not feeling the Giants this week. Giants at Miami. Miami's favored by twelve and a half. I think this is a good spot to use Miami as a six point two team teaser. So what does that mean? So right now you've got Miami and the odds makers are saying that they're gonna win by thirteen, right? So they're favored by twelve and a half. So already the game starts off and the Giants are already up twelve and a half points. That's a lot of points. This is the NFL. Okay, that, I mean these are grown men making a lot of money. Um, that, that just too many points for me. Now the Miami Dolphins very well could win by two touchdowns plus. That's how bad this Giants team has been playing lately. But you can play a two-team six-point teaser. So now what are you doing? You're taking six points and you could go either direction. So uh, this is this is a, I think this is a great spot to tease the Miami Dolphins down to minus six and a half. So I'm not playing this game. I'm staying far away from it. But if you if you if you want to play it, that is how I would play it. I would use Miami as one leg of a two-team six-point teaser. Number of reasons. Miami, number one in points per drive. The Giants, 30th. Miami, number one in the most explosive passing, just explosive plays. Not even passing. Number one in the most explosive plays. So far this season, in four games, the Giants, 30th. The Giants have a negative 76-point differential just in the first half of games. Just in the first half alone of games. If you take out the second half of the Arizona game, New York has been outscored 114 points to 15 in just 14 quarters. That's how bad this giant's offense is on top of it, working on a short work week. Saquon Barkley has been limited all week. I know how conservative that medical staff is. I wouldn't be shocked if stage Saquon Barkley does not play on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Andrew Thomas is not, not back. Daniel Jones was sacked 10 times against Seattle in that heat, humidity feeling like it's a hundred degrees You think that offensive line is going to protect Daniel Jones this week? No. No. Giants on the defensive side of the ball have a ton of tackling issues. And they're the only team in the NFL without a takeaway through four weeks. So I just, I I don't, I don't see it. Miami's going to win, especially if Saquon Barkley can't play. If, If Saquon's not playing. It'd be different at all. Saquon's back at practice. He looks good. We're not hearing that from anyone. Jordan Renan, Patty Trania. We're, we're not hearing that from anyone. Limited, 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 limited. So until Saquon Barkley comes back, until Andrew Thomas comes back, because what what Andrew Thomas is going to help with pass protection, and Saquon Barkley is going to keep defenses honest. Because when a defense has to acknowledge and respect a rusher, then they can't be as aggressive. So without Andrew Thomas and without Saquon Barkley, forget about it. Daniel has no shot. And for all the Giants fans out there saying, I told you the Giants shouldn't have paid him. He sucks. He's horrible. You're wrong. Because I don't care if you're Tom Brady. I don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers. I don't care who the hell you are. Nobody's going to have success behind the crap that Daniel Jones has been playing behind the last four weeks. So I, I don't want to hear that. This isn't this isn't a Daniel Jones issue. This is an all-around Giants issue. This offensive line is horrible. Ten sacks in one game. Now you know Daniel's out there trying to make chicken salad out of chicken poop. So what happens when you do that? You're forcing throws. You're trying to make something happen. You're desperate for a win. Unfortunately, it leads to interceptions. Pick six wasn't great. But I don't know very many quarterbacks who could thrive or be successful in in that type of environment. It's horrible. It's just absolutely horrible. we come back, Cynthia Freeland is going to join us. Eli, Neal, Jay Cruz, hang tight. I promise we'll get to your calls as well. Okay? A lot more coming your way. Anita Marks with you this evening. You're listening to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Um, joining us, Cynthia Freeland here on 98.7 ESPN. Cynthia, how you doing, my girl? Happy Friday! <laughs> Happy Friday to you, my friend. All right, uh, an exciting slate of games for us. Can you be, by the way? Can you believe it? We're heading into week five. Like I feel like each and every year, I say the same thing to you. I'm like, can you believe it? It's week five. It's it's flying by. It's
0: it,
1: right? It flies every. I think it's getting faster though. Like I truly think it's
0: getting even faster this year.
1: It, it's week five. Like what? Anyway, um, uh, let's start first and foremost at home. Uh, and, and, and let's go with the one o'clock game, the Giants, going to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. I, I, Cynthia, they're, they're just got awful. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith that Saquon Barkley's coming back this week. You know, Andrew Thomas is, is going to be not, not going to be on the offensive line. Uh, weather conditions are supposed to be hot and muggy. We haven't felt that in months here. Um, we don't know how explosive and how fast that Miami Dolphins offense is. It, it's 12 and a half, though. Are you comfortable? Should one be comfortable laying the 12-and-a-half with the Miami Dolphins at home right. against the, the the Giants?
0: I mean, I have a bigger win than that forecast in all of my models. However, the thing that's weird is I've been looking through what happened to the Dolphins' defense in certain situations, and in fact, they don't rank higher than 25th against the pass or the run. So I'm actually more comfortable thinking that they'll be like quite a few more points scored than expected because the Giants do a good job of using their speed on offense to create some mismatches and we've seen some explosive plays so and and by the way the Dolphins haven't really been pressuring especially if they have if Silas go out without that pass rush so they're they're just I just think I'd be more comfortable with points than I would be trying to negotiate touchdowns versus field goals for a win.
1: So, so the over/under is forty-seven and a half. Are you more comfortable with the over at forty-seven and a half, or are you more comfortable with like a team total over?
0: Well, I think I think that in general, I think in in general, forty-seven and a half. I mean, I think that's way too low. I think that this, I'd be shocked if it didn't land at least in the fifties.
1: Interesting. Okay, so your play more is 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 the over. Um, I, I do have a prop bet here. Wanda Robinson has been the go-to guy for Daniel Jones, um, second highest snap rate as a receiver behind Darius Slayton against Seattle last week, led the team in targets and finished with 40 yards on five receptions. Uh, right now, you could get Robinson at over under 40 and a half receiving yards. I, again, you know, I think this is going to be a Giants team who's going to be playing from behind. Um, I'll be shocked. If Saquon Barkley plays, uh, this might be my favorite prop bet in this in in this game. Your thoughts?
0: That, I like that. I mean, he could get that in one play. I mean, like truly, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting note to see like some of the proficiencies in, in terms of how deep the routes being run are. So I think that that's a very smart play. Like I I think that's like I mean that could be like literally two two passes right there.
1: Also, uh, you could wager, and I think a lot of people will, that uh, Daniel Jones is gonna throw an interception. <laughs> um I mean, and uh and you could get that at minus one oh five. Uh with, with <laughs> um <laughs> a Debbie Downer like here, that, a negative no, like, Nelly, but
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like it's more fun to pick interceptions, but like you think that it's gonna be like both so teams are really evenly massive. Like, it's more fun to like to figure out like, okay, so I mean, I guess the best game of the week would be the Niners and uh, Cowboys. Right. And be like, Oh, it's better. Like it's more fun to, to think about if Jack Prescott's going to throw an interception than it is, you know, unfortunately for, for our friend, Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah. Especially Giants fans uh, looking to wager on this matchup. Right. Like, what what a Debbie Downer that is to wager that your quarterback's yeah. going to throw an interception. Um, again, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's take a look at the Jets. Uh, they are in Denver, so uh, the Giants have to deal with the heat in Miami. The Jets have to deal with the altitude, right? In Denver, Denver a 2.5 point favorite. The over-under is 43.5. Here's the thing. Denver should have lost to the Bears. They didn't. Kansas City... Should have lost to the Jets. They didn't. I think if those two things would have materialized, I think this line would be a lot different. You've got the Jets, Zach Wilson coming off his best performance, invigorating this defense. They're getting two and a half on the road. I actually like the money line. I think the Jets win outright. The money line is plus 114. The over under is 43 and a half. How are you playing this, Cynthia? I think
0: that the wrong team is favored. For a couple of reasons, and while Zach Wilson's stats last game were really great, I think that it really reflected how well the O-line was playing, which is, like, I haven't said that very often about the Jets, so the Jets' O-line really came together well and had a great game plan, and in this matchup against the Broncos' defense, running the football is actually going to be hugely impactful because they are getting a few people back in their secondary. So the ability to, on early downs, just ask Brees Hall to do the things we've seen Brees Hall do. And I want to remind Jets fans, this is a way for him to avenge last year when they were at uh, Denver. That's where, unfortunately, uh, uh, Brees got hurt. So this is going to be you know, his get right, get back moment, avenge that kind of injury from last year. And of course, we've got some revenge for Nathaniel Hackett. Come on, we can't, you have to factor that in a little bit. Like, that's just too good.
1: Oh, absolutely. But interesting, I didn't know that. Interesting note, revenge game, not only for Nathaniel Hackett, of course, in the comments that Sean Payton made, but for Brees Hall, this is where, unfortunately, that injury took place. Over under 60 yep. and a half rushing yards for Brees Hall, assuming that we are going to go over, right, Cynthia?
0: Yeah, I like over. I mean, I'd be, I, what's the scrimmage number? Because the scrimmage yards I feel even better about because, wow, I, I like the idea of it purely running those short passes that mimic the run are really smart, too.
1: Um, Hold on one second. Let me um, let me call that. Well, I up. guess in,
0: as long as it's in the 70s, then you're good. I think it leaves it like, you know, something like 85, 90 80, would be very. 83,
1: 80, 83 and a half total yards for Brees Hall, rushing and receiving. 83
0: and a half. I think over and a, and a trip to the end zone.
1: Um, let me look at what those odds are. Touchdown score. Anytime touchdown for Brees Hall, plus
0: 140. Let's
1: go. So. <laughs> Cynthia Freeland is all in on Brees Hall this week as he takes on the Denver Broncos. I love it. Uh, you mentioned, I think, the game of the week, and uh, it's prime time, baby. It is Sunday night. Dallas Cowboys going up against the 49ers. 49ers at home, favored by three and a half. I hate the hook. So I tell people, if you're on the 49ers, fine. You want to buy the hook down. Not going to be mad at you. Over-under is 45 and a half. This is how I'm playing it, okay? Uh, and this is really, yeah. it's a great storyline here. Christian McCaffrey has 13 touchdowns. 13 straight touchdowns in 13 straight games. Uh, the record is 15 that OJ Simpson and John Riggins still have. So he's two away from tying that record, three away from breaking that record. So I, I think if I'm talking about it, you know, Kyle's aware of it. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to score it. So I'm going to play a same game parlay with the 49ers winning outright and Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. And you could get that at plus 110. So that's how I'm playing this game. What are your thoughts?
0: I like that. I like that. I think Christian McCaffrey. Look, the area of the the defense that the Cowboys are having issues with is really at that like the area where Christian McCaffrey does the majority of his damage. Like that middle, like middle situation, like some of the linebacker play. We've seen people run on the Cowboys. You actually saw in the game, and and I'm not even going to bring it up because the Cowboys' O line does look better. But even on this side, you saw in the, in the game against the Cardinals, the defense, which was pretty healthy at that point, they gave up like almost five yards before contact to James Connor. What? Like the and we're, you know we, that's just confusing. So not to say that look that was a bad game, whatever. You can't take all of that data and say like it's gonna like directly be apl- applicable to this one, but you can say that there are schemes and wrinkles and folds. And that is an area where they still haven't quite solved it yet. And that was something from last year. They tried to draft for it. They didn't. It's not fixed yet. And that is where Kyle Shanahan will exploit. Even though people are saying, oh, this is like the Super Bowl for the Cowboys. There's no way they're going to lose this. No, blah, blah, blah. no, 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 no. I think it is also Kyle Shanahan. I think that man trades on petty in like this very fun way. Fun for us. Maybe not if you work for him, but fun, fun for us to watch.
1: <laughs> it's It's gonna be like I said i I love the slate of games this week, that's for sure, and of course, don't forget we've got another London game, the Buffalo Bills, in London, taking on the jags who've already been there already a week, so they've been there now two weeks. Um, I know a game you want to touch on before we start talking fantasy is Cincinnati and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, very interesting. This line opened up at five and a half. It's now down to three. So Cincinnati was favored by five and a half. They're now only favored by three. Um, I think this line's going the wrong way. I like Cincinnati, especially Joe Burrow came out this week and said that his cap is feeling really good. What side are you on here? The over-under is 44 and a half.
0: I'm with you. I think this this is a situation where Joe Nixon helps Joe Burrow quite a bit. I think that the deficiencies in the areas like this Arizona team has been pretty feisty, especially in the first half of the games. They've come out really strong. Their, their offense has had some nice folds in it and wrinkles in it. But remember after four games, there's enough film on you. And teams have a really good idea of what they're looking at. They may not know exactly everything, but you know, now it kind of starts to catch up. So any advantage you had by, you know, they played with a bunch of players that we were all like, what like, Dust Dobbs got signed, like, August 25th. Like, these are not normal things that happen. So, between those two things, I think now we see kind of the level setting. And actually, the, the Bengals defense, despite giving up a bunch of points last week and the week before, like, they haven't been playing as bad as the points might be. They've been on the field for, like, 20 more snaps than the offense. There were just so many three and outs that they got gassed. So, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, okay, this is an opportunity where Joe Mixon, Mixon can really run the ball more efficiently, and if they don't get right in this situation, then we're gonna sell. I'm selling the 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 Bengals like for the rest of the season. <laughs> like this is
1: it. <laughs> Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. All right, as always, before we let you go, we talk some fantasy and we talk beyond the obvious, right? So let's start with quarterbacks. As always, some quarterbacks that we like this week. I had a call not too long ago, call in asking me should it, should they start Zach Wilson in fantasy. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford. I like him against Philadelphia, believe it or not. CJ Stroud against Atlanta. Yep. Um, who, who, who were who are you? I, I started Sam Howell actually, um, last night in a few leagues cause I was desperate, but who, who, That's who are some fortunate. of the quarterbacks? Who are some that, that you really like this week?
0: Yeah. I'm actually with you on both of the two that you mentioned. I don't understand how Matthew Stafford hasn't been like snatched up in, like, every other... Like, I'm surprised he's still available for anyone in either long team I'm also looking at this week, I think, you know, Jared Goff is in a really nice position against the Panthers defense that's going to be missing a number of pieces. And also, it, you know, look, like, Amon Ra might not be playing. He's on the injury report. However, they get Javis Williams back, and they still have plenty of other pass-catching options. So, I actually think Jared Goff could be a really nice play this week, too.
1: What about Dobbs?
0: I, I like Dobbs a lot. I'm just worried when the pumpkin turns, like when it when he has a bad game. You know, you can't have like it's very hard to consistently have like these these massive games. I like, I feel a little more comfortable taking C J Stroud than I would for Joshua Dobbs for this week. But I mean, again, I'll I'll probably get proven wrong there. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little bit afraid after four weeks. If the, if they gotta kind of re go back to the drawing board a little bit because that's the number of games coaches watch.
1: Uh, in in regard to running backs, you, make, you mentioned, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall. Uh, who, who are some of the other running backs that you like heading into week five?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting when I'm, like, looking around here. Stay away. Like, this is my, like, my warning. Unless you, like, have some inside track on the Colts or you, like, really like, like, risk and you like sweating it, like – stay away from any of that. I don't know what goes on with Jonathan Taylor, if he's going to play or not, but regardless, you don't want to play them against Tennessee, because Tennessee, they're really good against the run, not so much against the pass, so that's like my reverse um, my reverse recommendation. You absolutely want to get, like, I don't know how more people aren't on David Montgomery. I think that the fact that he's still available, he picked up in a lot of places is baffling, especially because Jameer Gibbs was on the injury report as well, so that's an interesting one. I mean, Dalvin Cook could also be another one if you, like, again, it's, it depends on what's available in your in your league. But I'm doing so many shares. Like, I think Brees Helps I mean, could very easily be a running back one for the entire week.
1: I got, you got to love that. Uh, wide receivers. Uh, Michael Wilson with Arizona against Cincinnati. I like him. Um, Rasheed Rice. From Kansas City against mm-hmm. Minnesota, I think that's going to be a barn burner. I, I think those are two guys that can be some fun sleepers. Michael Pittman against Tennessee, as you said, hard to run against Tennessee, so you got to pass against them. Michael Pittman will be the recipient of all of that. Yep. Uh, what, who, who, are, who are some Go of the back. other wide receivers you like?
0: I like Nico Collins. I think him and C.J. Stroud really solidified their connection last week, so I think we could run it back there against Atlanta, even though he'll see a lot of A.J. Terrell. Um, I think you could also look at Jordan Addison. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to pass the football for the Vikings. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game. So Vikings and Chiefs, you kind of want to start all of your pass catchers in those situations because I think that's going to be a nice game. And also, don't forget, in L.A., Cooper Cup coming back, you still want to play Puka Nakua. It's okay. They run different routes. Some people think they run the same routes. They do not. You're fine. It's 2 Atwell that like gets the downgrade for me in that regard. And I actually think this is going to be a pretty massive Brandon Ayuk game with, uh, on Sunday night with, without Trayvon Diggs. I think there's going to be an Ayuk-shaped hole in that defense.
1: Ooh, look at you. Uh, and last but not least, tight ends. Everybody's on Jake Ferguson. Tight end from Dallas against the, the 49ers. Are you as well?
0: No, I and and off okay. that one. Fred <laughs> Warner says no. Fred Warner, if you look at Fred Warner since he started, 15 fewer receptions, so he's either batted down a pass or caused an incompletion 15 more times than the next closest guy over the past four seasons. So, no. I will say Tyler Higby. That's the one I like. I think there's going to be a high-scoring game between the Rams and the Eagles. And also, if you look at where the Eagles have been most susceptible, it's the tight end position. They allowed the second-most fantasy points to that position. And I think Higby, who just got a massive deal signed, they're going to be looking for a cup. They're, going to, they're asking Bradley Roby to play in the nickel. He like just became a part of the team like five minutes ago. And I think that will be an opportunity for Tyler Higby to look really good in this matchup.
1: There you go. She's Cynthia Freeland. Uh, Dillon, always here on 98.70 ESPN. Thank you, my friend.
0: Thank you. Have
1: a great night. You got it. Uh, Anita Marks with you. We get back. We'll continue with your calls. Uh, Jay Cruz, Dave, hang tight. We'll get you next right here on 98.7 ESPN.